I'm going to teach you today about developing the fruit of the Spirit. We live by faith and not by sight. Four times is mentioned in the Bible, the old and the new, four times. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Habakkuk wrote it. The Apostle Paul wrote it. In the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul wrote it again in the book of Galatians. And also he wrote it again in the book of Hebrews. Four times, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Why am I repeating this? I'm repeating it because it's dark out there now. This world is cold, it's dark. And a lot of this stuff has have crept into the house of God, the church. Many, many people uh, have lost their, their fire. Many people in the body of Christ they have, have, have grown cold and uh, easily offended. Everything bothers them. Everything set them off. Hating and, 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 and uh, so much uh, insecurity and jealousy. All of this stuff has crept into the body of Christ. And Many, many, many times, instead of doing something about all of this, we are settling, we are compromising. That's why I'm here today. I believe God had me here to remind the saints of our hope and to remind the saints that we have what it takes if we will allow the Holy Spirit to develop us. You see, you and I cannot develop ourselves but the Holy Spirit can develop us when we turn ourselves over to him. Now, I want to teach you today um, the scripture, two groups of uh, nine in connection with the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. The Bible contains two groups of nine in connection with the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer. Uh, number one, you have the nine fruit of the Spirit, which are a result of the Holy Spirit's infilling power. You got nine fruit of the Spirit, uh, you know, which are the result of the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence. And then there are nine gifts of the Spirit, which are the results of the Holy Spirit's infilling power. So you got the indwelling presence of, of the Lord, and then you have the infilling power. And so we're going to take a look today um, at the ninefold manifestations of the fruit that result from the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence. The fruit, the fruit, 
the nine manifestations of the fruit that result from the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence. Holy Spirit inside of me, inside of you. He produces something out of us, through us, so that the world will know what side of the fence we're on, so the world will know that we are children of God. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 22, 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Galatians 5. Verses 22 and 23. Write it down. Because you're not that smart. I'm telling you now, you know, every, you know, this is true. This is so true. That devil is so active today. That devil is so busy. Boy, whenever, and I don't care who you are, whenever you zone into the, the things of God, that devil gets busy trying to mess with your mind. Manipulate your thoughts. Uh, distractions come from uh, every which way because he does not want your mind to receive the word of God because he knows that if that happens, your mind is going to get renewed. It's going to get refreshed. Your mind is going to get renewed, renewed, renewed. And the word of God will renew your, your mind. Devil don't want that to happen to you. And so the apostle Paul is the writer. And the apostle Paul here is talking about the fruit of the recreated, born again, human spirit. Now I know there are school, different schools of thoughts out there and some people argue this and argue that. But I'm giving you what I've searched out. I've searched the scriptures. I've searched it out. And you see, when, when I got born again, when I got born again, love and joy and peace and long suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance, all of these seeds were in me. Look, I, 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 I had the potential to be everything that God wanted me to, to be and to produce everything that God wanted me to produce. But God would develop that through me and out of me. And, and God would cause the fruit of the Spirit to grow and develop in me and later to be manifested in my life. And that's how people know that I'm a Christian. They know it by, by my love and my joy and my peace and my long-suffering, my gentleness, and etc. But Paul here is talking here about the fruit of the recreated, born-again human spirit. And we can see, we can, we can see an example of it before the day of Pentecost when the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, Luke chapter 24, verses 51, 52. And it came to pass... While he blessed them, he was parted 
from them and carried up into heaven. That was Jesus. While he blessed them, Jesus was blessing the people, blessing the disciples. He parted them. He was, in other words, he was taken away. He was caught up. A cloud raptured him up and uh, carried him up into heaven and they worshiped him and returned back to Jerusalem with great joy. Now, I'm, I'm emphasizing this because I want you to see the difference here. Uh, according to Galatians 5 and 22, joy is a fruit of the recreated human spirit. And in Luke 24, 52, the disciples had great joy, but were not yet filled with the Holy Spirit. So therefore, the fruit of the Spirit could not be a result of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You know this. You know this. Praise God. Now, as we obey God's word, the Holy Spirit within us causes us to do some things. The Holy Spirit within us causes us to grow, G-R-O-W, to grow. That's what we're supposed to be doing. It's the Holy Spirit who causes us within to grow and grow how? Grow in love, in the fruit of the Spirit. Grow in love, grow in joy, grow in peace. So, um, the main purpose of the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence in a believer, in me, in you, is to do what? Is to bring forth fruit bearing. Fruit bearing from whom? Not from the Holy Spirit. Fruit bearing from me and from you. Fruit bearing from me and for, from, from you. We are to bear fruit. What are the fruits that we are to bear? Well, here they are right here. I'm going to say them again. They are love. Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. Meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. That's the fruit. That's the fruit that we are to manifest. That's the fruit that, that is to grow in us. That's the fruit. Now, the Amplified Bible, classic edition, calls the Holy Spirit a comforter. A counselor, a helper, a standby, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener. Now, John 14, verse 16 is right there in the word of God. So we don't need anything more than that. See, you, I don't have to look for something outside of me or I don't, you know, I don't have to do all of that. You don't have to do all that either. We got it all right here. The Holy Spirit um, is a comforter, a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener, and a standby according to John 14 and 16. And we don't need anything more than that. And many believers have missed 
the reality of what God's spirit can do in them. See, uh, I, I, you know, I've been pastoring for over 50 years, over 50 years. So I've seen a lot. I've seen a whole, whole lot. And, and, uh, one thing that I have seen is that many, many people in the church, body of Christ, love Jesus, are undeveloped. They came in running, hollering and shouting and all of that. And somebody talked to them and quieted them down. And they learned what Genesis 1 and 1 was, that is in the front of the Bible. That in the beginning, they learned that. And so that's all that's as far as a lot of people went. And they didn't know that it was God's intention for them to be conformed into the dear image of God's son, Jesus Christ. We are to, to bear the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ in every capacity, in every way. He wants us to be like Jesus. But many in the body of Christ today are weak and have been weak for several years. And that's, and religion have taken over and religion have set up strongholds. As fast as you got it, it'll just like that. It's better to trust in God. It's better to live by faith than to live by sight. The Holy Spirit wants to guide you. And you know, when you have a guidance uh, you you can be prepared ahead of time because the Bible says this, that the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. Now, that's St. John chapter 16, verse 13. He'll guide us into all the truth and will lead us into the affairs of life. He will show us things to come. I got a witness out there. I know I do. Somebody right now is saying a big amen. I feel you. Glory to God. My spirit is connecting with your spirit. Oh, God will do exactly what he said. He will, he will keep you abreast of everything that you need to know about. I'm talking about all the way down to your children, all the way down to your grandchildren, about your spouse, about that job that you're working on about your future, about your travel. You see, why did I mention that about travel? I don't know. This must be a word for somebody. Don't you kid yourself. We got a whole lot of means of travel now. You know, we got, we got, we got the bus. We got the train. We got the ship. We got the plane. Uh, you know, really three, three main ways to travel. In, on this planet, and you know, and that's by air, or water, or land, uh, you know. But look, let me tell you something. The devil will try to take you out in any way he can. But thank God, the Holy Spirit knows all about that. And the Holy Spirit knows how to take you around stuff. He knows how to tell you, don't go down that road. He knows how to tell you, watch out. 
up here at the at at the at the at the light here. Watch out. Be sure to stop at that sign. He knows everything. He knows the front, the back. He knows the beginning. He knows the ending. He's God all by himself. Praise God for that. You need to rely on your helper that you have within. Now, here's another word I want to give you. There is help from within. There is help from within. If I'm talking to you now and you just crying, crying, and crying, cut that crying out. Now, come on now. Come on. Come on. It's a, it's a difference in crying because you're desperate. Uh, you're sad. You're sorry. Then, then tears of joy. Tears of joy. Come on. You're neglecting what you got inside of you. I hate to say this, but there are some in the body of Christ who are glad to see you stay weak. There are some in the body of Christ who are glad to see you stay weak. Broke down. Can't do nothing. You got this mindset. I can't do that. I can't do that. There are many in the body of Christ. They love you, but they don't love you enough to help you move forward. This is real stuff I'm telling you. There is help from within. If you are a believer, the Holy Spirit in you, he's there to help you. And as you learn to listen, and look to him. He'll guide you. Now, here's what happened under the old covenant. God spoke about the new covenant he would establish with his people. He spoke about this in the Old Testament, the old covenant. God spoke about the new covenant he would establish with his people. This verse that I'm going to give you uh, gives us a clue about how the new covenant believers ought to be guided. I'm fixing to give it to you. In Jeremiah 31, verse 33, here's what it says. Listen to the word of God. But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, after how many days? After those days. I don't know what those is, you know. Now, somebody want to go off and try to be smart and try to interpret the those and the them and all that stuff. Man, I used to do all that. I ain't got no time for all of that. Trying to, you know, wordplay. After those, you know, after those days and all of that. God said, I want to know what did God say? I would have put my law in your inward parts and write it in your heart and will be your God and you're going to be my people. That's what I want to know right there. Where are you going to do it, Lord? I'm going to do it inside of you. Now, this old covenant promise was fulfilled. You got it when you got saved. When you got saved at the new birth, all of this happened. Your spirit, man, was born again. It was recreated. Second Corinthians 5 and 17, one of my favorite passage of scripture. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, I know some, it hurts some of y'all to even say Christ. Well, I'm going to help you say Christ. Therefore, if any man, that's generic, woman, boy, girl, beware in Christ, 
You can't say this verse now if you can't say Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. I'm a new creature because I'm where? I'm in Christ. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new because I'm where? I'm in Christ. And why does God make us a new creature? In our hearts, our spirits. How? By the regeneration of the Holy Spirit, Titus, in the New Testament, chapter 3, verse number 5, bear that out. God said he would put his law in our inward parts, in our spirit beings. So it is by the Holy Spirit that God's laws are written in our hearts. 2 Corinthians 3, 3. Who did it? Holy Spirit did it. We, we, we will know by the Spirit what to do in every situation. I used to say, well, I don't know about that. But I'm here today to tell you after 50 some odd years of preaching and pastoring, I'm here today to tell you never been a time that Holy Spirit did not unction me some kind of way and let me know whether I should or I shouldn't or whether or not that's good for me or not good for me. I ain't going to sit up here and lie to you since I've been born again, filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit have always been on this job. I ain't going to tell you that I obeyed him all the time because sometimes I wanted to be smart. I wanted to be outsmarted, be smarter than him. And I went ahead on and took matters into my own hand and I stepped over where I wanted to go and I wanted the Holy Spirit to come on and approve of me, but I got my little self in trouble. And you're going to get your little self in trouble. If the Holy Ghost is in you, he has auctioned you. In some way, you know how he talks to you. And he's told you to leave it alone. Leave her alone. Leave him alone. You don't need that. Don't buy that. Stay away from it. Them folks ain't good for you. He done told you. I know you want to talk about, well, something. Ain't no something that's the Holy Spirit. And you will know by the spirit what to do in every situation. He's your guide. Remember the Bible said in St. John 16 and 13, he's going to guide you. How? Into all of the truth. And so we need only to look inside to see what the spirit within is leading us to do. Romans 8, 14, all these scriptures I'm giving you, I want you to be sure to search these scriptures out. That's how you grow. That's how you're going to start being changed inside. See, the word of God changes you inside. Word of God, glory to God. Holy Spirit takes that word. That word is a seed. That word, that word is powerful. It's sharper than any two. And so that word goes to work inside of you. The Holy Spirit know how to take that word and make whatever he needs to make. Cut this out. Put this in. Holy Ghost is our helper. He has made his home in believers. And all we could ever need him to be for us, he is that. He's our comforter, our guide, our counselor, our teacher. And if we know who dwells within us and believe God's word, then no matter what or whom we face, we'll have no fear. I'll leave you with this. The greater one who lives in us is greater than who is in the world, and he will put us 
over in life. The Holy Spirit of God. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Now I'm going back to that song, Andre Crouch. Because I'm talking to many of you all right now. I want you to let the words that the Spirit has spoken through me sink down deep in your heart. I want you, I want you, I want you to dry your eyes. Yeah, Andre Crouch said, I've had many tears and sorrows. He says, but through it all, he said, I learned to trust Jesus. That's what you got to do. Some of y'all are crying, 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 and you trust a doctor more than you trust Jesus. Some of y'all trust your husband, your wife, more than you trust Jesus. Don't get mad with me. Because husband didn't make you and, and wife didn't make you, but God did. And sooner or later, one or the other is going to leave you, but he'll be there for, with you always. Don't get upset with me. I'm telling you the truth. I've learned to trust Jesus no matter what. That's what Andre Crouch says, and I'm telling you, it's, that's my testimony today. I've learned to trust Jesus, I've learned to trust God. I've learned to depend upon his word. Look, I've learned this. I've learned this. I've learned this, which means that getting born again, you don't get it automatically. You got to learn this. 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 I'm closing with this. Do you know that Jesus Christ, the Bible says he came, he was sent, came through 42 generations. He came to save his people from their sin. Do you know the Bible says even Jesus Christ, the, the man, the human, the human man, Jesus Christ, had to learn obedience through the things that he suffered. He didn't come here with obedience. He had to learn obedience through the things that he suffered. Do you know what else the Bible says? That Jesus, when he came here, he didn't know everything. The man, Jesus, didn't know everything. The Bible says that he grew in wisdom and in knowledge of our Lord. Glory to God. He grew in wisdom, in stature, in knowledge. His father told him, Jesus was the prime example of a man or woman who lived by faith and not by sight.